2: Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, are the legal defense team for Michael Bay's pigeon murder trial. It's Shane Beauregard. What's up? Hey, and Chris Brodell.
1: Remember, when flying Recent Activity, there are no exits.
2: That's <laughs> true. We're all dead. Oh, God. It's an all-action episode, guys. This is going to be amazing. Chris and I, at least, uh, saw one of Shane's most desperately oh, anticipated things. So this is going to hurt him quite a bit. Uh, yeah. We are going to cover the Gerard Butler action film, Plane, the best-titled movie of the year so far. It's very early. We'll see if uh, it gets beaten throughout the year. And then later on in the show, we will do our most anticipated action films in a bunch of fun categories covering a little bit of the uh, comic book side of it, but also, you know, spread it out and uh, beat people up who aren't in capes. You know what I'm saying? Do the whole thing uh, for this particular episode. So I am really looking forward to this, and I'm sure Shane is as well, outside of hearing a review for a movie that he sadly did not get to see. So I feel bad for you, buddy. I'm rooting for you for the rest of the episode. (sighs) I hope uh, it cheers you up to talk about Things like Guy Ritchie later or something else that brings a smile to your face. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's dive in, man. Uh, this is going to be a kooky action here. Some really big blockbusters, some like amazing high-end IP stuff that we will probably get to in a lot of our categories. But I like the fact that there's still a lot of little movies with medium stars that kind of act as throwbacks to kind of the 80s and 90s Stallone-ish Arnie kind of things and that's kind of what Plane is vibing on uh this is of course like I said starring Gerard Butler as Captain Brody Torrance and co-starring Mike Coulter aka Luke Cage as Louis Gaspar uh the plot is Brody Torrance Uh, saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island, only to find that surviving the landing was just the beginning. When most of the passengers are taken hostage by dangerous rebels, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louis Caspar, an accused murderer who is being transported by the FBI in order to rescue the passengers Torrance will need Gaspar's help, and we'll learn there's more to Gaspar than meets the eye. Thank God that description only said Gaspar like four or five times. You know, <laughs> let's let's throw in some more Gaspars. Chris Gaspar, how uh, how are you doing? You also saw Plane. Um, it's getting solid reviews, even across like the critic stuff, not just the audiences. But I want to know what did Chris Gaspar, aka Chris Frodell, think of Plane?
1: Well, Andrew Gaspar, uh, I will say uh, I I really had no idea what I was in for when watching this, but uh, Same. you know, with a captivating title like Plane, you know, I was immediately all for it. Yeah, I have to see this movie called Plane, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought most of the action was going to take place in the air. Foolish me! Mm. Yeah, uh, it, it was brought all over the place it was sort of like a uh, mission impossible meets lost kind of thing um, except
2: really really simple <laughs> true true all that well, stuff is like so much more heady and like bizarre or sci-fi or some kind of like conspiracy this is like a survival thing
1: but still it, it there was like information you're given like you know a little bit at a time and you're like wait a minute what is going on here because i guess this isn't a spoiler but uh gerard butler is much more than just a pilot um sure yeah Oh, suddenly he's uh he's uh a marine or or something it was sort of like under siege it's like don't underestimate the cook
2: right you know well we see so many of these movies now where it's like You know, either some guy who has a past that you just woke him up and now he's killing everybody. This wasn't as extreme because it's like he was in the Royal Air Force for a minute. He was in other ops things, but, you know, he's been flying planes for, you know, 20 years. Although my favorite part might have been that, like, video of, like, why he wasn't as such a prominent pilot anymore. Uh, Not to spoil it for Shane or anybody else, but, like, there's a video of him, like, decking a passenger that's very very fun but to me i, I didn't, didn't need a marshal yeah
1: is, is what you're you know yeah alluding but didn't to this,
2: didn't this film just feel like you know if you swapped out gerard butler you know your you could put in chuck norris or you know somebody yeah. else from like that period and just just rip people and he didn't like rip people's throats out he wasn't like that extreme it was very believable and and quote grounded sorry plain but well, it was very grounded in terms of went, like its believability it went from
1: flight with denzel washington to <laughs> well, uh drunk. All right. missing in action
2: yeah no yeah, yeah, but yeah. still
1: it's like it's the grandiose it's the uh you know uh it's much more than hey i have to do this emergency uh, this uh emergency landing right and now, suddenly, it turns into, you know, uh, survival right? Uh, mode. And I'm just like, I really had no expectations for this film. But then I'm just like, wh- where is it going? Right. You know, it, it surprised me at every turn.
2: Yeah. And, and again, it's very enjoyable. The action's good. Um, it's It's exactly what you think it's going to be when those turns happen. But it's just awesome. Like, there's some really cool kills and you know, uh the the whole like just there's no depth to the the villains or anything. It's just we need to yeah. not be killed by them and they wanna kill us or they want to take us hostage and we can't let us do that. It's very, very basic. And I have no problem with that. And I thought they mm-hmm. did just enough with um Gerard Butler's character's kind of backstory too to be like, oh, he has something to live for, and scene, let's get, you know, let's get that play in the air, so, yeah, which is fine, again, you don't need this guy to be, like, some major force of nature, he's basically just Sully, and then he's, you know, Chuck Norris, and then he gets back in the air, (laughs) being Sully, so it's like, that's all you need.
1: Sure, sure, not that I I needed, like, you know, a a, uh, complicated plot, but, there, there was a lot of just like liberties taken sure. <laughs> throughout the, uh, you know, throughout it where he was just like, not what he seemed. He wasn't, you know, just a pilot with a certain set of skills. It, it just, it was a surprise at every turn yeah. to me, you know, uh, yeah, there there was like little bits of dialogue that alluded to, uh, his past and guest bars uh, passed. Yeah. But overall you're just you're not given enough information where you're like, okay, I get it. You right. know, that sounds about right. It's just I, like, okay, mission yeah. in action it is.
2: And every time we say Gaspar, I keep wanting to say Gaston and start doing the yeah. Beauty and the Beast song. So I don't know <laughs> if that just makes me a 40-year-old part of two yeah, <laughs> with young kids. Um, but I would say before I, I, I shift over to Shane to ask him a couple of things, I would say the only thing I thought was a little subtle but understandable was um, Gaspar's kind of like exit from the scene. And, and he wasn't much. He was just basically like a help they didn't dig into him yeah. a whole lot. They just kind French Foreign like, Legion, baby. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all it. you need to know. Is, know. He, he has a past that's you know well trained. He helps, and then he's in it for himself slightly. And there you go. That's it. So it's like, not this uh, huge undertaking.
1: You know, again, not I, I'm I'm not dancing around anything, uh, but I'm I don't want to give too much away to Shane. Yeah. Uh, but did they say? Did he kill the wrong guy and that's why he was in custody? Because I missed that part. Like Yeah, I think it, it was just,
2: wrong place, wrong time. He was like eighteen. I believe that and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. about it. Okay. Good enough. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's they tried to paint him as not as bad as he seemed at some point, but yeah. It all does the job. He's good. Yeah. And he's fucking sure. Luke Cage. So he's intimidating. He uh, you know, gets to kill people. That's what you want. And that's what you get. So enjoy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shane, uh, well, I would say, um, I don't know if you want to put grades on this, Chris, but I kind of want to throw it to Shane a little to be like, what makes you want to watch this movie so much? And you seem to be much more of a Gerard Butler expert as uh, we were talking off (laughs) air. Like, I've seen Cop Shop, and outside of that, I think uh, him post 300 is a little blurry for me.
0: It can be, but no, like you guys know, I'm very simplistic. In, in my movies for the most part yeah and again this hits home for me like 90s action Gerard Butler can hold his own in that genre yeah and uh, I like Michael Coulter I like Luke Cage I want to see him in more projects so he has that presence on screen I feel like this would have been a Michael Clark Duncan do I got that right yeah Michael Clark. Yeah. If, yeah if he That's was still alive paul- yeah. So, yeah sure yeah so, no, and I again, you mentioned, and Jared Butler did hit a really bad spot in his career post 300s with like Gods of Egypt
2: and well, also the rom coms, like where we thought for a minute there he could be funny. And I was like, you got that wrong. <laughs> and they
0: got that really wrong. But like we talked off Greenland, Cop Shop, Last Seen Alive, and now playing, he's kind of on the upswing a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these movies are right in my wheelhouse, and Den of Thieves as well. So I, I last couple years, to me, he's making, uh, and this is a uh, relative term, but quality <laughs> movies, I would
2: say. <laughs> well, he knows you know. who he is now.
0: I yeah, think that based means on a t- lot. You know? Yeah, based on his contemporaries in the same genre now, I think he's a little more on the uptick. Because he was, again, uh, he was
2: rough there for a while, man. And I think the 12 million it made over the weekend kind of shows that. And honestly, as I was watching this movie and, you know, other movies have kind of come up on streaming over the uh the past couple weeks as well where you're just like I don't know what movies should be in theaters versus streaming anymore. And I think this is a fine example of like how did this not go straight to streaming, but I'm glad it didn't. Do you feel that, Chris? Uh yeah, definitely
1: feels like uh like as you said last week a red box feature you know this is uh this is uh i'm surprised this was you know banked upon where uh you know they're saying hey it's good enough to be in the theater you know yeah. it'll make its money and then some and you're like you okay, could tell it was million?
2: a little cheaper shot maybe like there was some budget stuff where you're like yeah. oh this isn't like big time blockbuster stuff but at the same time You know, it has enough action and you know, stuff blowing up that you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that they put some at least that effort and or they have somebody who knows what they're doing to make it look the part. But there were some scenes in there that like they did like an overhead shot of the plane in the air and I was like, is that a model? Is someone just like holding that in the sky? Yep. Did someone just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like the old Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yep. Like did they take like an action figure <laughs> off the shelf at Walmart and just kind of go, Wee, you know, yeah. and hold it over. But again, those were like few and far between. So I don't want to like, you know, besmirch no. the whole thing. But again, uh, but, for if we're putting scores on it, I think this is a straight up three out of five. That was very enjoyable at, in my early afternoon on a Sunday.
1: Uh, I will go slightly lower and say two and a half for me. Okay. But I, I listen, I don't want to put scores in Shane's mouth, but he would say five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is right up. At least it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I just kept on watching. I'm like, this is, this is so Shane. This (laughs) is Shane's movie. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that they would put it in the theater for like these first-time writers, and the director is, you know, straight-to-video kind of director.
2: Well, he's a dirty uh, Frenchman. That's what they did. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we. Yeah. No, I, but, so I uh, didn't know, you know much about him because a lot of those titles were all French as well. So.
1: When you, when you, yeah, I was gonna say when you look them up, you're like, okay, who were they backing? Because right. it's not like you know, oh, he has this you know storied filmography. Yes, this isn't um, Luke
2: Besson or whatever where you know it's right. some crossover that like, Wow. Point. Yeah. Yes.
1: But uh, you know, they they did it. Uh they got money that, you know, I hope they're they're happy with it. Yeah. And uh with me, it just it seemed like this is what am I watching? So yeah, two <laughs> and a half from me.
2: I'm uh, just glad like I was saying that it's in the theater. Uh because I yeah. think why not? You know, you got a bankable star. It's a dead month. Entertain me. Bring in that classic old genre stuff. Just put some explosions on the screen. It seems to work for a lot of other genres, like the horror stuff. It seems like more horrors getting poured into the theaters because they realize it works, which to that end, I don't want to get us off track of the action. Uh, you guys watched Sick over the weekend, which yep. was a, a Kevin Williamson-written horror movie for peacock that was exclusive part of me was like i saw the trailer i'm like why isn't this in the theater so i don't know you know if it's you know got that quality or whatever but the trailer convinced me enough and i would think it would have convinced enough people to like if that's in the theaters for a couple weeks why not you know um i might have watched that overplane. i don't know if i was yeah, uh you know trying to choose i think so so it's just an interesting time at the box office and the balance between that, and the streaming. But um, let's let's get to the goods. Let's get to uh, what we can look forward to for the rest of the year. Now that we've gotten uh, plain on on the old belt, you know, I've only seen a couple movies in uh, twenty twenty three, but it's it's in my top five because I've seen <laughs> like three. So good good on playing. you're right there but you're gonna hang in there. but let's get some uh, let's get some categories out there we got some fun stuff that we're gonna do like I said we'll do the the comic booky stuff we'll do most anticipated Marvel and DC and all that most anticipated sequel um but let's do kind of like maybe the stuff that maybe is not the headliner stuff first okay let's get to um, my favorite one that I I love saying most anticipated Guy Ritchie movie. Because there's only two, but I had to say, you know, let's pick one and have some fun. I picked uh, a movie that's I saw starting to trickle out into theaters, but it goes officially, I think, wide on Friday. That is Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, which is a wild name. Um, and this movie, French. it went from like undated to like, hey, it's coming out in a month in like a blink. So I don't know what they're doing with this movie, STX and company, the release stuff, but this is a goddamn Guy Ritchie movie. Put some respect on his name because I thought that uh, in the last couple movies he's done, he's really come back to form. Uh, so I'm I'm really all about it, especially when you... Anytime there's Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham, it's requir- it's required viewing. It's, it's unreal. And obviously now adding in Guy Ritchie and Hugh Grant, I would also say that adds in, and this movie has both. So add in Aubrey Plaza, Josh Hartnett, Kerry Elwes. It's got enough for me, and I'm all the way in. Did you guys choose this one, or did you choose his other film? Uh, Shane, we'll start with you.
0: I chose The Covenant. And okay. You know me? Yeah, yeah. I'm a God. big Guy Richie fan, like everyone here. But I went with the, uh, I'm going with the Guy Richie jake Gyllenhaal pairing this time, because I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. And also, you have Anthony Starr, a.k.a. Homelander, in here. And like his, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you don't really see him on the big screen that often. And in fact, I've never really seen him on the big screen. So, that's kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit more than the previously mentioned one, which I won't even try to pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ruse de is not up your Because that alley.
0: cast is deeper than the one I just put up there, but yes. I, I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal, and I want to see him in a more action genre, just like Ambulance, because he doesn't normally do that kind of thing, so... Yeah, curiosity's got me on this one.
2: Yeah, the only reason why I didn't pick this one is because, like, the plot reading for this one was like a mile long and it has him going back and forth into a war zone and all this stuff. I was intrigued by it because it's basically like a lot of stuff that was going on in the news. It's very uh, timely in terms of its plot construction because it's like uh, a soldier working side by side. I believe it's in Afghanistan. Um yes. where you know, he's working with a fellow Afghani in there in wartime and when he leaves they promised the Afghani soldier and his family that they would be taken out when the war was over. And then when they didn't, Jill and Hall finds out and then goes back in and tries to do an extraction job. Which great. Excellent. That that sounds cool. But when I was reading it, I was just like, good Lord, can we get the bumper <laughs> sticker version of this? Like what, what is going on? But I, I'm in, I'm in on that too. I'm in on both these movies. Cause like I said, uh, Guy Ritchie has been killing it. Chris, which one did you choose? I chose,
1: uh, Operation Fortune cause, uh, it was brought to my attention that this was his next movie. Right. And then for some reason it wasn't, it was taken off the schedule. And then uh, I heard it's because uh, the main antagonist is Ukrainian. Mm. So apparently you can't, you know, label anybody uh, with uh, semi allies of the U.S. Yeah. Well, during
2: wartime and all that stuff, when, yeah.
1: But it's a problem. It's like, you know, back in the 80s, it used to be, hey, China was a problem and Russia is a problem. Yeah. yeah now yeah. it's just like, oh, you can't do that because China's a market. So you can't have the bad guy be Chinese. Right. Uh, or or really Asian, any Asian. Right. You know, uh, for whatever PC reason. But it's just like, if it warrants the story, keep it. And, right. you know, uh, I'm sorry, you're not going to get the money from you know uh eastern
2: europe you know maybe you'll recoup it elsewhere which again a lot of those theaters weren't open because they're all destroying themselves at the moment anyway so i don't know if any of that's changed but yeah i mean it's it's tough with all that anyway so yeah yeah maybe you won't get a a lot of uh, PVOD sales or whatever when they finally start to to pick up the pieces later on but I, i feel for it that is a tough situation but I guess they felt comfortable enough now to at least release it in the U.S. I don't know if it's like wide, wide, like global or how yeah. they're going to pitch that. But either way, I want to see it. I thought the trailer looked fun. I like the cast. Yes. You're talking about, you know, International Intelligence Agency and the uh, and MI6 combo stuff, which uh, and, you know, also a new weapons technology. that's deadly that they have to get out of the wrong hands. It's all the like the Mad Libs you know, enter action movie plotline stuff a yeah. little bit, but it's just so slickly done because it's Guy Ritchie and it has the right people in it that I think it could work. So, and right now, because it's uh, people have sort of seen it, uh, letterbox has as a three out of five. So, huh. you know, we'll see. It, it should yeah. be at least good enough. And maybe, you know, uh, in an action sense, a three out of five is a Shane four and a half. So like if you do if you do the grading curve, I think it'll do just fine, at least on this podcast. Um next category I want to do, most anticipated non-IP or sequel action movie. Chris, we'll start with you on this one, buddy. What did you pick? I'm
1: going with the uh simply titled sixty-five. Yeah, I dig the trailer. And uh I I'm I'm a uh, as the kids call it a stan for adam driver yeah sure i I find that even in like crap movies he's always a standout sure uh he's just a natural charisma on screen yeah uh and i'm into sci-fi you know whatever uh label you want to call it Uh, i'm curious as to you know how this will transpire uh, yeah. with being sixty five million years in the past.
2: Yeah. It feels like they were like, yeah, Jurassic World failed. So let's take advantage and make basically like if prey was in dinosaur land simple, we get to like fuck up dinosaurs, <laughs> you know, or try to survive. <laughs> and yeah. you know, cause something has entered a territory that we're, you know, we think is unfamiliar and then aha, it's Earth. So yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but you're right. I, I trust Adam Driver enough that I would hope that he didn't pick something that seemed got awful on the page, you know, and came and get out of its own way. To me, it seems fun enough in a sci-fi sense. Oh, I can't remember the last non-Jurassic dinosaur movie I saw. Uh, My w- Science the, Project.
1: Uh, I was going <laughs> to say the Guy Ritchie, uh, not Guy Ritchie, Guy Pierce. Okay. Time machine. Yeah, time machine. Time machine.
2: Yeah, that one.
1: Yeah, maybe Do you have dinosaurs in that one. And that's a long <laughs> time ago. I
2: don't even remember. I remember it had like a whole other race of humans or whatever that yeah. they go through. It's yeah, you know, based on the H.G. Wells. But I don't, I don't remember dinosaurs, but yeah. it could have, it could have. Um, yeah, I remember they had that failed TV show where- on Fox, Terra Nova or something. Oh, okay. I, I think that's still on, buddy. Oh
1: God! Wow.
0: I think. Unless no, I'm getting that confused with another show, <laughs> no, it got canceled after one season. Oh, it did. No, that okay. no, no, was no, no,
1: 1991. No, no. What are you talking about, Shane?
0: No. I, I don't know. There's no, a I CBS don't. show on. Where it's like there's wild animals all over the place. It's still going
2: on right now, and I thought that's when you were talking. about. I don't about.
1: know enough to uh, correct you, so I'm just I'm going with the joke. Huh. Andrew's looking it up.
2: I am. <laughs> Yeah, no. This uh, it, that was back in 2011. and It had 13 episodes. Oof. It uh, it got its yeah, half a season, season yeah. okay. whatever run, and then immediately canceled because I think it was so expensive, but nobody watched it. That it was like, all right, we got to stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that uh that that wasn't that good a show. Uh, I didn't mind that it got canceled. So, but that was the last time I remember somebody like attempting dinosaurs without attaching it to some level of an IP. Or a Whoopi Goldberg, you know what I mean? Like that's probably the last time I remember dinosaurs, you know, working out. But yeah, sixty-five, I'm in. I, I, I like I said, I saw the trailer. I'm good. Shane, what did you choose for this category?
0: Well, I thank God you gave me a couple ideas because I was really blanking on this one. And it's a, it's a movie we mentioned last year coming out, but it's it's Havoc.
2: Yeah, it's my choice because. Yeah.
0: Two actors really one, my p- my prison boyfriend Tom Hardy, yeah, and then <laughs> yep. Timothy Oliphant. You pair them two up with Gareth Evans, who does amazing action. In a description of this movie, kind of has raid elements in it. So I'm all I'm all over this one, buddy.
2: Yeah, it has all the Shane buzzwords. And as you mentioned, Gareth Evans being the the creator of the raid movies. Plus, you know, when he's outside of that universe, he's not bad either. I liked Apostle quite a bit, too. Um, So even when he's doing non, you know, ultra violent action movies, that's fine. But I'm glad he's back to what he kind of like. I, I wrote this up in my article on what's on Netflix for like top five most anticipated Netflix originals coming up. And the way I put it was Gareth Evans kind of like change action for everybody with the raid movies. Like how much did we see like the close quartered, you know, tr- uh, handheld stuff that like ultra violent in like daredevil or even extraction or some of these other ones who were all like aping his style, but not exactly doing it to the point of what the, the raid was. Cause it was just so crazy. Uh, mm. but You know, and then there are people, disciples of his that went on uh, to do kind of similar things. But he's the OG. He's the guy. And I like him doing this. It's also interesting to see him doing a... um, He was doing all those movies in, what, Indonesia? Or Thailand, somewhere around there. Um, So American movies, he hasn't done a ton. He's a Welshman or whatever. And this is uh, the first really kind of... Stepping into that zone. So I yeah. This has uh, all the buzzwords for Shane, you know, drug deal gone wrong, you know, hard boiled detective, you know, deep <laughs> web of corruption and conspiracy where he takes on a you know, rescue mission of a politician's son, you know. That's it's all it's all there. It's all it's got all the makings. And like you said, it's so funny that they're actually remaking the raid, which makes me so mad. Um oh for netflix that i'm just like good gareth evans can show that he could do something awesome while they're trying to he's making his money having somebody remake his movie poorly probably so i'll I'll take that good on him for doing it but yeah havoc is is my choice too for sure next category uh most anticipated dc movie because lord knows that whole scene over there, especially before James Gunn kind of came through, they've changed people all the time over there, who's in charge and and get rid of sequels. Who the hell knows what's going to come out from the movies that happened over there. But DC definitely has a bunch of movies that we thought were actually going to come out in 2022. They're now in 2023 and probably adding more. Chris, what did you yes. pick out of the, the DC movie lineup?
1: Well, everyone knows that I'm not the biggest fan of dc yeah. uh, only because yeah no it's true it's true uh <laughs> only because they have so many characters that they can use but they keep on going back to the well yeah. with batman and superman and rehashing old stuff i want something new yeah not shazam or anything uh shazam oh, you're gonna take my pick i can feel it am i all right tell me shane is your choice blue beetle yes
0: exact the mundo it is <laughs> i mean yep. i
1: want something different and you know <sighs> i i seen stills of what he looks like and i'm hoping that it translates well to a story <sighs> and actually seeing the action on screen but overall like stop stop rehashing and i'm not putting any wagers on the flash and and what is going on with that side of things that I just want something simple and a new character, blue beetle.
2: Yeah. Do you have any like insight on the character? Cause I don't know much about blue beetle before they greenlit this movie. He's
1: a Latino <laughs> uh-huh. who I think started off. Uh, I want to say as a bad guy, but then changed his affiliation and he's paired off in comics with uh, a character by the name of Booster Gold. Okay. And uh that's as much as I know. He, and he's uh, also
0: uh sorry to cut you off, no, no, he's no, also please. been paired Tell up me. with uh, Teen Titans in a lot of the newest like animated movies that come out. Like he's part of that team now. Okay. Um, so I've seen yeah. him there. And I I don't want to jump over Chris's stuff, but I'll no, let no, you please. I, I, I said what I said. I, we can I, knock out the two for one right here. Yeah. It's exactly why I picked this, too. I want something new and fresh yeah. and about a character I know little about, you know, just based on what I've seen with cartoons. I'm tired of the Aquamans and the Flashes and mm-hmm. uh, Shazam and all that stuff. And I just want something new that I don't know anything about. So, yeah. Great minds think
2: alike, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I mean, if if I knew more about that, maybe I'd be right there lockstep with you guys. Also, uh, Shane, I, you you and I, buddy, we we love ourselves some Cobra Kai. But I will say yeah. the person who doesn't impress me a whole lot in Cobra Kai is unfortunately the lead in Blue Beetle. So that is where I kind <laughs> of am divided on is this going to work or not. Because I haven't seen him be much in in films, let alone something big and blockbustery. So that is where I kind of get a little frozen in that pick. But I'll say my pick just because you guys keep shitting on it, so I'll just throw it out there. Shazam! (laughs) Fury of the Gods is what I picked. Understandably so, that this trailer isn't the greatest. But you know what invigorated me about it? Is when I took my kids to the movies... And my six year old son, of all the things, was like, once Shazam went through, he was laughing. He's going through it. Maybe we're just old fogies who don't give a shit or don't have the heart that this movie truly does. It's fun. The first one was so fun. I really liked the first Shazam. And I will not apologize for it. It's fucking big and a comic book movie combined. I don't care. Great. What,
1: Excellent. What is your what is your age appropriate child no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry your daughter is now 8 going on 48 where she's just oh my God, uh, you yeah. know watching all the yeah. bloody violent stuff or whatever yeah. and asking for more. When's the
1: new spawn, sweetie, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I I'm I'm in on this because I just think it's got a charm and a funness that you know the DC movies just don't have so, like in the same vein of what you guys are saying about Blue Beetle that you want something mm-hmm. new. I got something new in Shazam, and I am looking, looking forward to the rest of it. So I'll I'll take that. It could blow up in my face. I don't care because again, I don't fully care about DC much anyway outside of the Batman uh, franchise. So no one you know, or otherwise. Yeah, I
0: am like you. I, I I thought I had a good time with Shazam the first one. I I did. It had its flaws, but like you, I saw it and I saw it with my kids and they both really liked it. It was fun. It was funny, but I got to admit, like you said, off the bat, the trailer just, oh, I cringed. I'm like, oh God, I don't like all the other family members being Shazam as well. I think that's where that kind of throws me off. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll see what kind of role he plays in all that. Because obviously, even though he's still, again, this whole young kid being old, whatever, like it's. It kind of works for him that he has to be this de facto leader that can step up and really, you know, edge into this kind of like a more advanced arc on the character. And I don't know how much mileage they got out of this. Is it going to be a one-hit wonder, so to speak, where Shazam, that charm, that him, you know, doing the whole big thing works and then the rest of these movies won't? It's possible, but, you know, I'm in. And if I get to take my son and it's enjoyable and, you know, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu and a bunch of other kooks come out and get to play some fun villains. All right, let's do it. I, so we'll see.
1: I wasn't, uh, as, as much of a fan as you two, uh, maybe of the first Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Zachary Levi, man, he's, he's always fun. got a pass from, uh, for me, uh, as a Flynn Rider entangled. Um, other than that, <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, uh, the bar was set too high with that. Now he's showing I, the
2: girl dad energy, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, listen, it was, I saw that before she was born.
2: Yeah. Um, I loved it
1: and, uh, I feel it's the best Disney movie ever. Um, Oof. but, uh, yeah, it, I just, I, there was something about it. Like, I don't know it, it, like I only know Shazam from reference in comics. I've never read his comics. I, I, you know, had no expectations really yeah. of the first film. But when Zachary Levi was uh cast as uh Billy Batson and Shazam, I was like, you couldn't find anybody else. Like for him, he's just like, he's yeah. the guy he's, you know, he's a massive presence. He's, uh, you know, this dashing looking character mm-hmm. that has the powers of Superman. And yeah. when you see Zachary Levi, you're like, that's you mean Chuck? missing the point <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it, it's sort of like it's you know it's superman light and yeah. uh i don't know and and then this one it seemed like he's showing his age he hmm. looks a little older in the face now so i'm like right. eh, i don't know how this is going to work uh, on the uh the long run but it- yeah. You he know. almost
2: feels like how John Krasinski transitioned to trying to be an action star where it's like, is this going to work? He's more of like a, a long haired goofball sitcom actor. Like, is that going to be uh, yeah. a worthy transition? Um, and some people could do it. Some people can't. Like for every A Quiet Place or whatever that I like from uh, Krasinski, I, I never followed the the Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan stuff with him. I never bought yeah. that. So like It depends on the role. This one, I think, kind of meets that mid-level where it feels more like a Chuck or something, so it felt more in line with what he's already been doing. So that's why I I think it works, and hopefully it keeps working. But, you know, would I be shocked if this thing is a big turd? No! But, But, you know, I hope it just adds one more movie or one more piece of all that for my son to go and want to watch more of these with me. So I'll take that too. Yeah. you know, the, the nice byproduct of that. Let's follow that up with most anticipated Marvel movie. Uh, as we were just before we came on air, the, uh, tickets went on sale for quantum and I got all excited, which is weird. Cause you were saying, Chris, like it's yes. odd that we're all like, are we really excited for Ant-Man three? Like, would we, if it didn't involve like the whole Kang thing? Like, What's going on there? But it's it's here and it's going to happen and it's on the table. If you guys wanted to choose it, uh, Shane, I'll start with you though. What is your pick for most anticipated Marvel movie? For me, it's just
0: this simple. It's so simple. It's Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse for oh, me. Oh, okay. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the The first one was so damn good. I think it ended up being like number two of my favorite movies that year. So I'm trying to pull a Chris and not watch... I saw the intro trailer. It has the same vibes as the first one. And then I'm staying away. I'm just staying away because I want to be totally surprised. Wise, Wise. If this is as good as the first one, then Sony... Or I guess it's Sony hit another home run.
2: Yeah, Sony, Lorde, Miller, whoever you want to give attribution to, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that
0: is my... Yeah, because it, it, it gets lost in the shuffle because it's not MCU, you know what I mean? It's not part of that connective tissue, yeah. So, but I still went with it anyway, so cross the Spider-Verse.
2: Yeah, Chris, you could say your piece on it, but I kind of want to lean this to the live-action side because we're kind of talking about all the other ones. It's definitely my most anticipated yeah. animated movie. That's like bar none. I love the first one. I'm all the way in. So, Chris, you could say your piece, but I I actually want to know, like, Shane, if you had to pick one of the live action ones where you would lean to.
0: If I had to pick a live action one, it would be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. OK. I, I have faith in James Gunn picking up the pieces after the set of no offense. But the second one was pretty bad. <laughs> and I like the addition of the Adam Warlock character. I think there's going to have very emotional punches in this movie. So and it's the last ride for Guardians. So, yeah, that's the one I would pick. Yeah.
1: Chris, what yeah, about you? It's that's, a that's good choice. Uh I was just upset that uh I wasn't even thinking of uh into the Spider-Verse or across whatever the Spider-verse. The, yeah. across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um
2: You know that Beatles song from years ago.
1: Yeah, I was I, I <laughs> yeah. immediately think of that when as soon as I see that, like if they don't incorporate that in the movie in some kind of hip hop version,
2: yeah, then sure.
1: they miss their mark. How dare you? But uh, okay. uh, <laughs> again, I saw that one trailer uh and and shane's right i will not see anything else i don't want anything to be you know uh taken away from my uh viewing of it but uh yeah my uh my pick was uh the next ant-man quantum mania yeah Uh, when i heard ant-man was going to be incorporated into the live action mcu uh i was like really ant-man how are they going to do that yeah and um because the the Avenger, the Avengers already had came out, right? I believe, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, Ant Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, wait a minute, Ant Man is one of the founders of the Avengers. You know, how are they going to do this? Yeah, and they did it well with the uh, the third Ant Man, Scott Lang, and Paul Rudd is just charming as ever. Yeah, and he hooked me, and uh, it was a simple story. I I loved it from day one. And then uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, they just continued with that story and I enjoyed that immensely. So with this third one coming, I'm like, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Even if they told me nothing about it and they just said, hey, everyone's coming back from the first two, except T.I., sorry. (laughs) Um, Then I'm all in. And uh, with this one, it's the one of the movies to start phase five yeah and uh if we can put phase four into the rear view then i'm all for it but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this one and i don't have long to wait february
2: yeah no yeah a few weeks uh three three weeks i think it's like uh uh, valentine's day yeah 16th 17th or something like that so Yeah. yeah we don't have long to wait at all yeah, it's, it's so interesting, this franchise, when I was so mad that I didn't get my Edgar Wright version of Ant-Man, uh, sure. that I had to really swallow my pride to even see Ant-Man in the first place. And the one nice thing is that I do find them very enjoyable, charming, fun. Like, it's outside of Guardians, like it's that kind of same kind of just light, like repeatable fare that I think is just so welcomed in this universe. And I like the fact that uh, they get the continuity of direction too, with Peyton Reed doing all of them. So we'll see. And especially Peyton Reed got out of uh, that universe to do um, some of the Mandalorian episodes too. And he did a a great job on that too. So Mm -hmm. he's keeping sharp, doing big things. And I think there's so much riding on quantum mania that it has to be good. If you're, you know, Marvel and the MCU and Disney and trying to, to move this, Uh, stuff forward but even though I I dig it and I've seen the all the updated trailers and everything else I'm in but the one thing that it makes me a little sad is that it doesn't seem to be having as much fun as like Ant-Man the Wasp and Ant-Man and stuff like that to where because it's getting folded into the story the bigger storyline now where you know Ant-Man the Wasp did a little mostly at that very end you know, it wasn't yeah. this overwhelming thing. Now this is full force Kang. So, you know, maybe they weren't gonna get a third one if it wasn't, you know, folded in like this. But that's the only thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much so, but is it gonna still have some of that that kind of fun to it that we we hoped for, that kind of charm that isn't in like just the first ten minutes before they get in the quantum realm, you know?
1: Yeah. Hopefully, cross fingers. Yeah.
0: No, but, I thought that same thing real quick. I'm sorry. But I, sure. I, the first act is going to be, I think it's going to be the jokey, jokey, blah, let's have some fun. And then the last, second, third act is going to be the emotional action punches that we're going to see. So, like, that was a good point. I, because I was thinking the same thing.
2: And, and for how much, I don't know how much more mileage we're all going to get out of worrying about the blip, the snap, the time element. And all this. And this movie has a lot of that. So I don't know how much I'm going to like, how much mileage is still left on that, how much meat is still on that bone. So we'll see. Uh, Hopefully it's good. If I remember correctly, thank goodness everybody should be, you know, kissing Peyton Reed on the mouth, maybe with a little tongue. Uh, It's not that long of a movie and it's setting up a very big thing. So it's only, I think, a little over two hours. So. Wow. That's, that's for an MCU movie. Yeah. For so, MCU, yeah. Yeah. So that guy, smooches, I'll be sending him a Valentine's <laughs> Day bouquet if he can keep all the MCU movies that short going forward. Um so yeah, I'm in on that as well. But my pick uh was to align with Shane, uh with Guardians three. You know, you have the full cast coming back. I miss these guys regardless. Like you said, uh Guardians two didn't fully work for me. But even with how that movie not working on a full level I still got to see a lot of Kurt Russell. I still got to get the Mary Poppins y'all meme thing that went around. I would still you know die for that moment, so yeah. even when they're not that good, they're so good in in some regards. So this movie, I hope again, last ride, a lot of emotion, a lot of good stuff coming off the holiday special, which we all enjoyed. So I'm all the way in on that as well. Adam Warlock getting a bigger role, it seems here, Uh, adding in other actresses, Elizabeth Debicki, who I like, and Maria Bakalova is added to the cast, so should be an interesting film, the original uh, trailer, you know, I have some questions, uh, (laughs) how we're getting certain characters back in the fold, or what role they play, or any of these things, Uh, but all will come to pass, you know, we're going to get this. Uh, I believe my birthday weekend, that first week of May, they like to to pop movies in. So, yeah, again, not that long of a wait. But, you know, hopefully it comes back to form because the first Guardians is one of, if not my favorite MCU movie of all, because it's just so damn fun. And I love this cast. So let's hope for that. Uh, And let's get to our last category. Uh, which has a lot of options outside of all the the superhero stuff. Most anticipated sequel, uh, which I don't know if you guys snuck in a comic book movie on this one. Were, you know, surely up for grabs. But Shane, what would you pick for this one, buddy? Most anticipated sequel.
0: Uh, this one's easy for me as well. Uh, John Wick Four. I, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the John Wick series, even though the third one got. Ridiculous, like even more ridiculous for a John Wick series. So it kind of left a little sour taste in my mouth the last five minutes of the third one. Okay, but I got to see the conclusion of this. I mean, it put Henry's yeah. back on the map. He's one of my favorite actors. You get new guys, donnie Yen's in this one, who is fantastic martial artist and can carry action as well. Yeah, you got Bill Skarsgård in here. So, and I think it comes out in March, so it's right around the corner. So give me some Keanu Reeves and John Wick four, baby.
2: Yeah, the trailer was all over the front of plane, as you can imagine, because they're selling it hard to that audience. But I gotta say, Shane, like I've seen the first John Wick, and I haven't seen two and three. How would you power rank them? And do I need to watch them in order, especially if I'm leading into four? It's funny you say that because
0: to me, it goes right in orders: the first one, second, third, and yep. we'll see where this last one
2: ends. Yeah. Okay.
0: And they all kind of do tie into each other a little bit, so it would benefit of you watching the second and third one.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, I can't understand how many times they've reanimated his dog and then killed it again. I mean, like, how many <laughs> times? It's just a brutal thing to do. I don't know why this guy's still so angry. i got to find out. Uh, Chris, what did you pick yes. for most anticipated sequel? So it's
1: it's low-hanging fruit, but uh, I'm going to go with Mission Impossible number <laughs>
2: <laughs> dead reckoning part one I, yeah. what,
1: what? no but what, what are we on like eight nine what, what i think how it's how many eight? missions
2: yeah maybe yeah, yeah that sounds so, about right am
1: i question mark um yeah
2: i'm so glad you chose this please do
1: i i'm just curious like listen last the last couple like uh fallout was the last one right yes and prior to that was I'm blanking. But the uh, last two not Rogue Nation. <laughs> yeah. Rogue Nation. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was. Uh I really don't know what the plot was. I think it was a little convoluted <laughs> for my taste. <laughs> it does but that's yeah. the thing. Does it matter? Uh yeah. so when uh Tom is back in action again, it, it's it's a sight to see. It's yeah. it's like what's gonna happen? Is he gonna hurt himself? Is he at sixty something? gonna finally uh shed this mortal coil and uh <laughs> and and join Zenu on the other plane right uh time will tell
0: i'll say here's the question you have to answer yourself what is the over under on how many sprinting tom cruise scenes are we gonna see in <laughs> mission impossible
1: <laughs> all of
2: them Man, i'm going all three of yeah. yeah yeah
1: i'm going over on that one
2: yeah you have to and already yeah. like the trailer that came out you know, it's impressive enough. You got him like going over his skis off a motorcycle over a cliff. Like, it, 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 he's just writing things down that he's probably, you know, seen, you know, some little kid playing with toys just going, wee, just throwing things. He's like, I'm going to just do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's got to do everything short of probably going to space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Timmy's I he's in
1: second grade and he's our stunt coordinator.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was so close to picking this. But here's my reasoning for not. Yeah. I thought Fallout was so damn good. It felt like, it feels like Fallout's gonna be the MI version of um, Skyfall, and then be immediately like, you can't top that. Try try your hardest, but you just can't. So I didn't. The trailer didn't grab me enough in terms of like the plot or what's actually going on. Yeah. where I thought Fallout had everything. It had like probably one of their best scripts on top of adding in Henry Cavill and a bunch of other like fun characters and and this ticking clock of things that I thought was really good. So, and the and the um what was it the Halo jump thing and everything. Like just stuff you mm, just yeah. it feels like you can't repeat or or you can't uh advance on too much, but I'm going to love it. I'm going to be there front row center when it comes out, but I just felt like There was just one other one that I just can't shake that I didn't pick it. But I'm right with you there. Oh, do tell.
0: Oh, I know. It's
2: Fast 10. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. Sorry, Fast X. (laughs) Yeah, Fast X. Yeah, which sounds like a diet program or something. I don't know. Um, But no, I'm not in there. I'm not going to space. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not joining in on that uh, parade. Though I love the -the behind-the-scenes drama. That's uh, probably my favorite part of the whole Fast series at this point. I picked Indiana Jones in The Dial of Destiny. And I will say this is as a person who did not like Crystal Skull much like the rest of the world and the only reason why I'm back in is basically I trust James Mangold cuz he had Logan and Ford versus Ferrari as his last two let alone his other stuff like Walk the Line and whatever else you want uh, to choose stuff that he's really good. Sorry.
1: Copland yeah, three ten to Yuma Copland.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and I'm in on all those. And he 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 misses rarely, but at least he's interesting whenever it goes on. And then the other part of this is Phoebe Waller Bridge. She's a great writer, and she seems to fit into this world. She's going to be in the film as well, and I just dig it. I don't know if they're going to make her some heir apparent or however they're doing this thing. I don't really care. But I think she knows what she's doing. She I, she helped some with the Bond franchise, and now I think this is a logical next step for her to to work on this as well. Add in Mads Mikkelsen and bring in some other people from the Indiana Jones, you know, previous films. That's going to come mm-hmm. back for the last ride for for Harrison Ford. Do you think Not so the,
1: fast, Shia? Yeah,
2: yeah, get out of here. But yeah, so hopefully, it just gives me enough of the vibe. And gives me a worthy sequel. Because if you're going to bring, you know, Harrison Ford back into this and do some de-aging stuff, that makes me kind of mm. give a little bit of a cringe factor because I never really liked that. But hopefully it's just enough going back in his history and doing all that. Do I think that we needed this? Absolutely not. But as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, all right you got me <laughs> so i'm hoping that it's worthy of the name of harrison ford and indiana jones and i'm gonna see it i didn't think i was gonna say that i like before the trailer came out i was like "Nah, fuck that but they nailed it i thought
1: i will say uh james mangold has uh, a definite kind touch to uh men in their twilight years Sure. Uh, and uh, I feel like he's he's gonna do well with that side of it. I don't know how eighty year old Harrison Ford is gonna be as mobile as right. action packed yeah. as he wants to be. You know, it, it's a it's a wait and see. I don't have a lot of uh my faith being put yeah. in the movie, but I definitely want to see it when yeah. it comes out. Uh, even though uh, Crystal Skull left quite the poor taste in all our mouths. Yeah. Um, but except for Mike Field, he's the only one <laughs> who raves about it, yeah. uh, defends it to this day. And I still don't know why. Still yeah. don't know.
2: We just lost our association with, with Forgotten Entertainment. Good job, Chris. They're
1: going in April anyways. How <laughs> yeah. do we care?
2: My hope is that Mangold is so good with uh, bringing back aging uh, stars in their Twilight that he starts producing this podcast next because, you know, we're we're all on the back nine ourselves and could use some help. So (laughs) that's my hope. Um, Front forward, buddy. Front forward. (laughs) Uh, But good job, guys. I think we covered uh, the action scene as it is. Is there anything we didn't mention that you're like, I wish it fit into a category that you're just like, ah, I got to talk about this.
0: No, I, I went through, I actually did a little bit of research and I, good for you. Nothing else, yeah, I know. <laughs> though. I will say, cause I was going to mention this, but it didn't have, it said 2023, but then also said TBA, which is the killer outside of having a guy, Richie come back. We're having a little Michael, uh, as I pronounce his last name, Fossenbender come back. Yeah, yeah. He's in multiple movies in 2023 the Killer is I think I'm saying that right is a David Fincher project. It is. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that was my so, number
2: 1 in my article, yeah, for Netflix. Yeah, so.
0: Yep, so I am looking forward to that one too, but I forgot to mention it.
2: Yeah, I took that as more of a crime drama, so I didn't put in the action stuff. Otherwise, oh yeah, 100% I would have squeezed this in there under uh, the non-IP stuff. Although again, right. it's based on a graphic novel, but nobody has read the French graphic novel that it's based on, I'm sure. <laughs> um I'm into you're wrong, uh, sir. I
1: read both <laughs> volumes. Nope.
2: Yeah. I'm into uh Craven the Hunter. If I see a good trailer, I will be into that. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who might be the next James Bond. Um, that's your boy, love what Tom Hardy Light, uh, Shane, yeah, right?
0: love that guy. Yep.
2: So between that, Ariana DeBose, Russell Crowe's in it, Christopher Abbott. So a lot of people I like. So we'll see if that works out. Um, and I, I know this is so weird. There's a lot of, like, IP stuff that we never touched uh, upon. But, like, we have a... That Dungeons & Dragons movie doesn't look like shit, and I don't know why I'm into it at all. But um, not to mention... factor. I know. I guess. <laughs> it's just got to, again, just enough fun that I'm like, this could be dumb, but it'll be dumb fun. Um, there's going to be a new Hunger Games movie. There's a new Creed movie. There's Dune 2, um, which I wasn't a giant fan of the first. I thought it was a little plan for my taste and and for how long it was. So, we'll see. And then uh, you know, there is the messiness of the flash that uh I, I I don't care about it whatsoever, but man, it might add more drama into my life that uh will be kind of fun. But uh yeah, and then extraction too. You know, I did like the first one. I'm hoping they have a better plot line this time, something that grabs me a little bit more, but you know, I will say that <laughs> um Palat? yeah yeah uh, <laughs> sam hargrave knows what he's doing with action he came from the mcu side and the, the first extraction was his proof of concept so hey just blow more shit up have fun he's got
1: a magnificent beard too
2: yeah yeah so to me yeah just bring bring more of that there's no other real stars in that one i'm surprised they didn't add anybody as like kind of an additional you know either villain or something that has more of a high profile but Maybe there's something to add, but that movie uh, is definitely coming out this year. Um, But that's about it for me. I don't know if you guys had anything else on the brain. Nope. Nope. So that'll do it for our 2023 Most Anticipated Action Films. Uh, Go see Plane. Give it a little bit more uh, than that $12 million box office, which is still surprisingly better than... A bunch of other movies, like all of the Oscar movies, probably at this point <laughs> it feels like anyway. Outside of like Maverick and some of the and Avatar, but you know, hopefully we get a big year of shit blowing up, big time guys. You know, stabbing people in the neck, ripping some throats. You know, less dead dogs and uh, a good time at the movie theater because uh, that's what I want. And even though some of these, I hope. You know, for the Netflix side, I'd love it if I could see Havoc on the movie theater screen. But I don't think we will. But great job by you guys. I think we covered all our bases. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, review all the stuff with this podcast. Come back next week for more recent activity.